0: You're listening to Policy Currents, a weekly podcast from the RAND Corporation. I'm Evan Banks.
1: And I'm Deanna Lee. Every Friday, we bring you new insights from RAND's latest research and commentary. It's June 12th.
0: A new tool developed by RAND researchers analyzes COVID-19 cases and air travel data to predict the spread of the coronavirus. By providing estimates of the numbers of infected passengers, the tool can help policymakers respond to public health threats. In fact, the researchers have already revealed some valuable insights. For example, the data suggests that by late January, one or two infected passengers per day were likely flying from China to international destinations. Around the same time, it's also likely that the number of cases in China was thirty seven times higher than reported by Beijing. The tool also shows that the risk to Gulf Cooperation Council countries was greater from outside the region than from Iran. This contradicts common narratives about how the virus was introduced in these countries. Rand researchers will continue to use this tool to estimate the spread of COVID-19 to and from multiple countries over longer periods of time. Future developments will include the ability to examine state- or province-level data and the ability to visualize routes to and from specific airports. In the meantime, you can view our current findings from the tool at
1: RAND.org. New York City recently announced a coronavirus heatwave plan. This plan is important, says RAND's Jamie Madrigano, not only because it could help save the lives of New Yorkers, but also because it highlights important lessons about preparing for overlapping disasters, long-term heat, and climate preparedness. Madrigana warns that, quote, heat is not an equal opportunity killer. Even in the absence of a pandemic, some heat interventions may not reach people with limited means and mobility, she says. Take cooling centers, which are theoretically a low-cost way to help people who can't keep cool at home by providing them with access to air conditioning. But in practice, people can face a number of barriers to using cooling centers, including access and transportation issues, limited operational hours, fear of authorities within immigrant communities, and a general reluctance to leave home and spend time with strangers concerns that are only heightened during the pandemic. The end result is that some of the most vulnerable populations will continue to die. To address disparity issues like this, Madrigano emphasizes the importance of holistic disaster planning. Quote, when we approach preparedness with engagement across disciplines, geographies, and cultural and socioeconomic strata, we can create more robust and effective plans, particularly for those who we know will be hit the hardest.
0: A safe and effective COVID-19 vaccine would be cause for celebration. But if a vaccine does become available, what will it take to persuade Americans to take it? Rand experts say it will start with delivering a clear and compelling message that focuses on defeating the disease rather than on the vaccine itself. Additionally, an effective vaccination program should identify and address all points of resistance, including safety concerns, anti-vax narratives, and religious exceptions. All aspects of society should take part. Health providers, of course, would have an important role in educating the public, but community and religious leaders and even social media influencers and celebrities could provide endorsements and help get the message out. It would be all hands on deck. The American traditions of self-preservation and patriotism may light the way, our researchers say. Save yourself, your family, your community, and you may just help save your country.
1: During the pandemic, China has been ramping up provocations against its neighbors and seeking to expand its influence at the expense of the international order. Meanwhile, Taiwan, having already responded effectively to the spread of COVID-19 within its own borders, has assisted others in the global fight against the coronavirus. In light of this contrast, RAND experts say that U.S. policymakers should consider advancing U.S.-Taiwanese cooperation. For example, the U.S. could speak up more vocally for Taiwan and rally key partners in Asia, Europe, and elsewhere to do so, too. Washington could also publicly oppose Beijing's provocations against Taiwan and privately make it clear what type of support it could offer if China were to attack Taiwan. Taking such steps could help enhance Taiwan's security, protect U.S. interests, and preserve stability in the Indo Pacific.
0: Balancing a job and caregiving demands is a stressful challenge that disproportionately falls on women's shoulders. In fact, it's so stressful that it can be linked to physical and mental illness. As some workplaces reopen, caregivers will need more support from their employers, particularly in terms of time off. That's according to Rand's Heather Williams and Bobby Thomason, a professor at Pepperdine University. This current period of disruption in the workplace could be an opportunity for companies to improve policies and work culture that continue to benefit employees long after the pandemic has passed. Employers that have the financial capability to provide emergency leave should make efforts to do so now, but putting family leave policies on paper won't be enough, because studies show that employees generally don't feel comfortable actually taking time off to care for a dependent. They worry it will hurt their careers. Managers can help change this by supporting workers who take time off. Coworkers can help, too. Working fathers, for instance, are in a strong position to advocate for caregiver leave, flexible hours, and taking time off to care for their own families. By doing so, they might help themselves, their companies, and the mothers they work with.
1: The federal government recently allocated funds to help college students who are struggling with food, housing, and other basic needs during the COVID-19 crisis. But many students were vulnerable long before the pandemic. So, what can colleges do to help these students over the long term? RAN experts recently outlined four things to consider. First, colleges can do more to understand the scope of this problem, and to target resources to students who need them most. Second, they can focus on evidence-based approaches. Third, they can take steps to provide students with easy access to the support they need. This could include eliminating eligibility requirements for programs and expanding efforts to proactively deliver support, rather than relying on students to hear about what programs are available and seek out resources on their own. Fourth and finally, college leadership could work with state and federal policymakers to expand eligibility to existing programs and develop new programs to help students.
0: RAND is a nonprofit institution that helps improve policy and decision making through research and analysis. For more on what we covered this week, check the show notes at rand.org slash podcast. See you next week.